Welcome back, Tim. It's great to be back again. And Likewise. And thank you to all those people who have downloaded the podcast. 154 people, Mark. It's about 153 more than I thought it would be. But <laughs> we're back episode two. They said it wouldn't work. Oh, look, I think that's quite amazing. And the other thing that's pretty incredible, we actually got a, a question. We got a question in. We did ask for questions and we only got one, but it's, it's a good start. It's a great start. And we'd like some more so that we can actually... Yeah find out what people really don't know about real estate or just what they're curious about yeah. and um, try and take a little bit of the mystique away from it. And get onto those things. Well, That's right. I think we just get straight into it. Straight into it. Oh, I have the question here, Mark. I'm, so ready. I'm ready. Is it directed to me? read it as... Well, some of it's quite nice. I won't read that bit. But okay. uh, right. I'd love your take on this. This was from uh, Mel. I'd love your take on this. A friend of mine rents and was home during one of the routine inspections by the real estate agent. They had a look around and then began taking photos. She's quite upset about this and feels it is an invasion of privacy. Is this allowed? You're the property management expert, Mark. Is this allowed? And I sort of understand it. Yeah. I really do. But I suppose the best way, if we start with the legality of it first, Mm -hmm. absolutely it's legal. I think probably by the sound of that, I think there's a step that wasn't wasn't done that probably should have been done, which is realistically we would make sure that every tenant that we have is aware that photos will be taken. Mm-hmm. There's a good reason for photos, and, and I think the big misconception with it is that clearly people want to have their privacy protected, and I understand that. So I think a lot of times they think they're being judged. Now, so to go back a step, Mark, so this is obviously, this is a rental property. Correct. So a tenant, how often do these routine inspections happen? Look, there's a legal obligation that mm-hmm. they can't be done more than every six months. Okay. So in a traditional rental period, you would generally start them a little bit off centre just to give give the person a bit of time to settle in. Yeah. So they're probably so if I move in month one. When will the first one happen? Maybe after seven months or generally, well, we do them after every th- after three months. Okay. So three and then every and, and then six. nine. Oh, okay. And so, then every six. So yep. it can't be it can't be shorter than yep. that. So it's three then nine. Yeah. Um, and that way that the, the, everybody knows what's going to happen, I yeah. suppose. The thing about the privacy of it is that it is still very private. And there's a very good reason for, the, for that, if you like, let's call it invasion of privacy, as that yeah. person felt. And I think it stems to the fact that people think they're being judged. Okay. Realistically, it's not about that at all. It's not about how you live in the house. It's not whether you've made your bed or you've got dishes on the sink. So why do we take photos then if it's not about that? It's a protection issue for both parties. And the reason why, it creates a baseline mm-hmm. of what the property is like. Now, some people say, well, what does it do for the tenant, which, yep. which, which could be the case. The reality of it is, well, you do have properties from time to time that actually disintegrate over a period of time without the tenant having anything to do with it. So by having a recorded position from when they first move in, and then every six months, if you like, it's very, very clear to see, well, hang on, there's a spot on the wall there, and that spot on the wall there is getting bigger. Yeah. It's not something the tenant's done. It's something that could be water damage. Correct. Roofs leaking. And and principally, that's what it's about. It's about damage. So in that case, it can protect the tenant because that would be the landlord's responsibility to fix that. Absolutely. And the other thing about those inspections, generally, it's not a bad idea if they are home. The tenant. Um, The tenant. They can be home. It's not a problem at all. How much notice? So how much notice would have this person got about this routine inspection? Look, generally, they would get plenty of notice is probably yeah. the quick answer. You cannot just turn up on the day. So we're talking you, like 
a few days or a week? Or? The minimum you could do is 48, okay. 48 yeah. hours, so yeah. two days. But that would be highly unusual. Generally, they're, they're given plenty of notice and also asked what times will suit them so that there is some sort of agreement in place. Yeah. But it's very, sometimes it's great for them to be there because one of the things that any rental manager will do is that they will also take that time to say, are there any issues that you're aware of? From because sometimes you're yeah. just going through and you take a photo, and bear in mind, what I said before is they're taking a photo of, of the walls and the ceiling and things such as that. It so, is structure. Yeah. So it's really structural stuff. They're it's not structure. taking a photo of your undies on the bed. No, and, and even if there were undies on the bed, <laughs> there's, that can't be held against the person. Yeah. I mean, they, don't ha they, they haven't signed an agreement that says they must live in a particular yeah. style or management. In fact, the Act talks about quiet enjoyment. So, in other words, they have to enjoy their time in the property. Yeah, they have the right to enjoy it. Absolutely. Now, some people, that enjoyment means that there can't be a dust speck of dust anywhere. Yeah. And some people are a bit more relaxed. I tend to be a bit more relaxed. I think of that I, if I've taken the jumper off and I haven't put it away just yet, that's okay. Yeah. So it comes down to that. So there won't be any judgment on the way they live. Okay. There will only be judgment, and it's not even a judgment, it's a recording of damage at that period of time. Yep. And the other thing I think that's really important is we have to be very, very um, careful with those photos. Mm -hmm. So the photos don't get disseminated. They don't even go to everybody, for instance, in the real estate agent. They don't go, oh, look at this. That can't happen. So in real terms, uh, the, the copy, a copy of the photos just again for damage would go to the landlord. So that's where they go. So that's such yeah. an important question. They don't end well, up on social media. And the reason, no, they can't. And, and f in fact, you would be in serious problem if you actually put them on social okay. media. There has to be an understanding of what they're for and, and why they are. And bear in mind that not every landlord lives locally. So mm -hmm. that may be the only chance they get to see anything their that could property. be coming a, a, yeah. along with their property. because. That's the other thing. There is fair wear and tear. Yeah. So fair wear and tear. Um, you can actually see. Look, last time I looked, the carpets were okay. They were starting to show a bit of wear. Now there's look, there's there's starting to be a hole there. So there's a photo taken of that. So yeah. that goes to the landlord and say, look, you're really gonna have to look at something about the floor coverings. Yeah. Okay. So there is very much. It, it really is a 50-50 split, and also it stops any. I think it looked like that. Yeah. Because it. There's an absolute record. No, it didn't look like that mm. because, in fact, um, that spot on the wall there was actually there six months oh, prior, anyway. and then nine months. It's actually got bigger, so it's not been, it's not not had any cause. And I think it's important. Most I'll tell you a little funny story actually about a routine inspection. So when my wife, uh, she wasn't my wife then, but moved to Ballarat from <laughs> Melbourne. She rented. She, had, little, she had, yeah, hadn't seen the light no, yet. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> she rented this little place in Clarendon Street. Yeah. I remember we were staying there, um, and she had the routine inspection the next day. Right. And I don't know. We're lucky we didn't burn the place down. But laying in bed, <laughs> it was about. I don't know. I don't know what time it was, but like felt like middle of the night, and it was like sounded like an explosion oh, in the really? kitchen. Just this giant big bang, <laughs> and I had no idea. So like we've got our bed and went and looked. 
And so it turns out she was boiling eggs. Oh, and no. she boiled it dry. Oh, and she'd forgotten and about it. forgot about it. Oh. And then an egg, an egg has exploded <laughs> at the routine inspections the next day. And she's, she's got panicked. to get up at 5 a.m. to... Um, Five AM to catch the train, so uh, and I was pretty useless that sort of stuff. So I think she did did the best she could, but she rang the agent, and, and they look, were just glad it wasn't burnt down. And you know so. what? And that's a really good thing yeah. because if there is something like that, and it's look, nobody doesn't have something happen to them at yeah. some stage. The the best thing is to be on the front foot and say, look, you know what? There's a bit of mess on the wall yeah. because I had this accident, but I'm going to clean it up. Yeah. And, and then, therefore, it, it, it goes forward just as yeah. that. And there's no, no issue with it yeah. whatsoever. Well, I think that sort of answers the question, but it probably leaves in with thought tonight maybe we might continue on the privacy Yeah, look, I th- and, and I think it's something that people don't things. understand. Yeah. Open houses, because mm-hmm. um, yep. you're in the sales department, yes. that's something that you come across. It's more and more important these days, isn't it, really, for, yeah. for on, on a sales side? So in terms of a privacy thing, so we're, yeah, we have a sheet of paper that explains our privacy to open homes, but basically what we will ask for in Ballarat. So a lot in Melbourne now, they'll ask for IDs, and if people yep. from Melbourne come, they'll often give you the ID. So I've we seen ask, that where they actually pull yeah, the licence out. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. But um, we ask for first name, last name, phone number. Right. So pretty sort of, and we'll normally ask for an email address as well and yeah. the reason we do that is from our perspective and the owner's perspective is a large part is so we can follow people up who've been through yes Obviously that's really yes. important but um from the privacy side it's just i've never had anything go wrong in an open or get stolen yet mm. in almost eight mm. years but it will happen and I've seen it in other places where it has happened. Yes, we yeah. then have a list, you know, should it get to that point that we can provide to police for them to do what they And you do. brought up a really interesting point there, mm. and I just, just to extrapolate on that, mm. that information that you take can only mm. be used for purpose, can't it? You Correct. can't, you no, can't. No, I can't, I can't sell it to, you know, Amy so they can ring me about their insurance, no. And you can't actually even realistically call them after you've called them and if they say, look, I don't want you to contact you, yeah, you can't if, contact if you. People, can you? If people say, you know, don't want to be contacted, then we won't. And even sometimes in open home, people will say, oh, I don't want to be contacted. I'll say, that's okay. I'll just put a note. I won't call you, but I just need yeah. to get your number for security reasons. And if people won't provide their name and it happens, you know, maybe once a year, someone comes and they go, I don't want to give my name or my phone number. Well, then they just... Unfortunately, they don't come in the property. And I think if you think of it in that regard that you're talking about, if it's your property, correct, you would want care taken of that property. Generally, it's what half an hour, isn't it, for an open house? Yeah. So in that period of time, you would hope that it's not just willy nilly and everything everywhere. No, no. So and you get you do get a really good sense for people too when they come through. You know who's legitimate, who's who's maybe not. But all in all, I think in Ballarat we're still quite lucky that. We don't have too many jobs. And, and I think too, if you if you get that and you explain that information, mm. surely people wouldn't have too much of a problem. Yeah, no, people fine. Yep. Yeah. 99.9% of people are completely fine. So one thing though, open homes is when it's tenanted actually, Mark. So that well, that's, a look, that's, challenging. that's a really interesting one. And I suppose there's a few things that we would hear in this office mm. put in place for that. Um, there is no way, if it was tenanted, that a person would walk through on their own, opening no. cupboards, looking at things. Yep. That wouldn't happen. What, what we would provide them with is we'd make sure the numbers remain smaller. 
yep. uh, again so that there's a, a, a level of supervision. It is often the case with a rental property that the person who's renting, uh, the tenant, actually wants to be there. Yeah. Look, that's okay, but they can feel. Sometimes they can feel a bit funny too, and the people coming in can yeah, feel a can bit funny. Yeah, can be a little bit awkward. Yeah, tenants do have the right. We always, you know, again from a sales perspective, it's great. We try and have a really good relationship with our tenants that yeah. we're selling their houses for. Um, they can they can stay. It's preferable if they leave, or even if sometimes they just sit outside or, or whatever. It might and be, and look, that's a fairly good thing to do. But yeah. and the other thing that we can do, there are people who are more nervous than other people. Yeah, absolutely. So on those occasions, we would have somebody outside, and we'd have somebody inside. Yeah, sometimes we have two. So agents. that you've actually always so realistically, mm. there's nobody out of out of sight. If somebody. Yeah did in those those circumstances go to open a pantry or you know yeah, probably you a, a more permanent you just simply say look yeah, I, the, the purpose privacy, of today yeah. is really to have a look at the size of it to see if your furniture is going to fit yeah, you not, think it's right for you again <laughs> it's not about what how that person is living yeah. and quite often the interesting thing is they're moving on so there's boxes everywhere and they're in the middle of unpacking yeah, stuff going so on, it, right. it's 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 a very pertinent time for people where the, where they are a little bit conscious conscious of that so privacy in those areas I, I think again i think the old adage if you actually think about what it would be like for you correct and you move within those circles It'll i think it works pretty well but generally what i would say is that we're here as professionals, whether they be sales or rentals, and we're very aware of our responsibilities yeah. and, and what we need to do. And more than anything, we're, we're aware that we're custodians yeah, of that thing. Of them. Often we'll have the keys to their house, which probably is another point we well, should just quickly touch on. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, so people, what do you, how, how do you, obviously you've got a lot of keys, and I, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you this yes, so that correct. you can say that. How do you keep a key? How do you know what it is? And is it labelled? So, so say if you dropped it out on the street, yeah. what would happen? So what happens, Mark, if you're selling, and not, yeah, all offices will operate this way, or so, mm. a, a very similar system. So basically you'll have a key and it'll normally have a tag, so it doesn't have the address on the actual key yeah. tag. It'll have a number, which is then referenced to either a physical book kept in a different location or an online system. So if someone was to find that key, they would have no idea where it went. So realistically, not only would they have to find the key, but they'd have to find the location of two other th other areas yeah, and be able so to then decipher and then actually. And I think that's really important because people think, why am I giving you the well, key? Well, yeah, the keys always come in the door. I'll put my address on it. It's like, well, we'll take that off and we'll put this... <laughs> Two, three, seven, and, and people think they're yeah. going to put the address on there so you don't yeah, lose, the, lose key. the key. But the reality of it is, it's the last thing yeah. that they want, isn't it? Well, that does make you nervous when you're going out to do an inspection. You've got to make sure because the key doesn't have the address. You're looking at yep, two, three, seven, yep. Mate, if you've got back to back or whatever, yeah. I think there would be an agent who hasn't had a key mistake somewhere along the line. And light. it's fine if you're a few blocks away, but you look after a few. Yeah, uh, when rural. you're uh, <laughs> when you're out at Haddon or Beaufort or something, it's uh, a mistake. You've got a spare key somewhere. I think we've all done. Oh, yeah, that's right. It would change drastically when you've got to go that further direction, doesn't it? <laughs> um, one other one I think we should touch on. It's not so much about privacy, Mark, but question we often get asked is photos. So, yeah. Look, that's a really good one too. Perspective. So, yep. property goes on the market either for rent or for sale. Photographer comes. Again, most companies will use professional photographers. Well, we, we certainly try to put the yeah. property in the best light, whether yep. it be for the, for the landlord or the vendor. Yep. whoever it is. So... 
Who owns those photos? Look, it's a really good question. And, and realistically, most of the structures of most agents would be that the landlord or the vendor would actually pay for those photos. Yep. Generally, unless there's a structure that has that all-encompassing, which is getting rarer because realistically there's such a competitive things where people are trying to keep their structures yep. as tight as they can. So, so, so the photographer, the owns, photographer them owns them. And, and the photographer realistically has the right mm. to the fact that where they get used, how they get used, mm -hmm. and can revoke the use. Okay. So once, once the person would have paid for those photos, yep. they then become their property. their property. However, even then, there'd be a limited use. It's not something that you could suddenly mm. say, I'm going to put that out yep. everywhere, because the photographer would then say, well, it's... So the purchaser doesn't own the photos? They own the, the they the own a limited don't. use of photos for the vendor. The purchaser actually yeah, doesn't, doesn't own, own the photos. photos. Yeah. It's a question that we often get asked. Yep. And normally what we will do, and again, most officers probably do too, is that uh, when a property does settle, we'll ask the vendor, and if they're happy, we'll provide a copy to the That's right. But, but there has like to be it. an agreement. And also, uh, yep. some photographers are... Um, more rabid about this and they will say it's there for a one-time use or there yes. for a three-time use and if that's the case we have to put that forward yeah extrapolating on that who owns the photos that we talked about with these these inspections for rental the reality of that is that they sit they have to sit mm. for a period of time because of law so they'll sit in a file either either a, a thing but electronically yeah but again those photos of the tenant cannot be used no. under any circumstance whatsoever, yep. apart from evidence within, a, say, a VCAT situation where yeah. there was an argument about whether a bond might be released fully, whether there was damage, where there whatever wasn't. But under no circumstances, again, you used social media. No, in no yeah. possibility can they find their way to social media. Correct. So those photos are kept in-house and they are stored safely. Yep. Um, and again, the reason people say, well, why would you not destroy them? Well, there has to be a reference to that period of time because yep. there is a statute like of limitation in time. Tax it's exactly files. the same. You have to keep but, people that. But we, we, we have to be very conscious mm. that, in fact, we are custodians of the photos for the yep. purpose that they're used. Yeah. It's interesting privacy, isn't it? It can, <laughs> it can somewhat be seen as boring, but you don't think about it this much on a day-to-day -day basis because you just know what frames you've got to operate in, but it actually is quite a bit to it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and there are quite massive issues if you don't understand the privacy is important. Yeah. It even comes down to the meeting rooms. If you come into a real estate agent, and we yeah. certainly have a couple here, yeah. you don't usually get ushered to an office of the no. salesperson, do you? No, so for instance, yeah, people come in and see me, people won't know, but behind us here, there's a meeting room, they won't go to my office because you know there'll be contracts and things. You know we put them all away at the end of the day. You know because things come through. But during the day, you know emails up and that sort of stuff with this information, mm. and it's private and it needs to stay private. And we have to be sure that that's that's not accidentally found because that's the issue. It's not even it's not even a willful finding of that yeah, information. Accidentally. It's accidental, and and you can you could get quite slack on that, and mm. it can't get out. So that's. It's probably why people wonder, well, gee, why do I have to go into one of these rooms at the front? Why, yeah. why aren't I trusted to be taken out the well, back? Most of the time it's because the agent's office is messy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
<laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, they just don't want people going in. There's stuff no, everywhere. Because no. no. everybody, again, I suppose, a bit like we were saying, you've got the right to live the way that you wish to live. Yeah. Different agents have different ways of working. Some right. people want a lot of paper in front of them, so they'll Some have everything have out. None. Some people have a squeaky clean desk that I don't know how they can and work on. That's it. But, you know, it, it comes down to different yeah. things. But principally, privacy comes first. Mm. Privacy is something that we have to deal with at every stage of yeah, every contract. Yeah, and something contract. we take really, it, it's really important. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and going back to the, the, the original question, I can understand why somebody would feel like that, yeah. which is why it's very, very important that one, we're doing this generally, but it should yeah. be done with all of your clients as well. Well, correct, and even appraisals, I often, it's quite funny, I might appraise my wife's you know, really good friend's house. And I'll never tell my wife because no. that's private. And then no. a couple of weeks later, she goes, oh, you never told me that you went and looked at whoever's house. I'm like, correct, I didn't because It's funny private. because my, my wife loves real estate as well. Yeah. And she'll be saying, oh, did you see any good houses today? And you've got to be really, really careful. Yeah. Um, so you'll talk in generalities, but you yeah. won't talk in specifics. Yeah, you can't say And then she'll way. go once, for instance, there's, she'll be looking at some of your listings, yeah. Tim, and she'll go, Wow, that's a really interesting phone. Why didn't you tell yeah. me about that one? Yeah. But well, that brings yeah, me well. to another point, mm -hmm. even even on that, to, because that's sort of like, it's still on a privacy mm. issue a little bit. It's slightly different, but we can't purchase the properties that are on the market very well, easily, can well, we? Well, not easily. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so, and, and we have, it does happen from time to time in this office. Um, it's a type of protection again, yeah. isn't it? It's about yeah. making sure the so, rights of those people so are So we can. So basically, if you know, myself or one of my immediate family want to purchase a property that we're selling, we need to disclose that to the owner. And yes. basically, it's not quite this simple. Basically, we then can't charge commission on that. So on and, that sale. and also, so, you, it has to be proven because they could come back at any other stage to say that the, the, that person was not worse off than if it had been put correct. on the open market. Yeah. So there's no such thing as a yeah. bargain to family, is yeah. there, real, in real terms? No, no, not at all. No, you often hear, oh, they did this or done that. But, and you know, sometimes maybe it still goes on. But we've certainly, one of our sales consultants' brothers, purchased a property mm. you know there was multiple offers his was the highest we didn't get paid any commission so so <laughs> in the we end would it have been better <laughs> if someone else bought it but you would have preferred them not being the it worked highest. out well for yeah. um for the vendor at the end of the day that's that's how and, and i think that's what it is there's swings and roundabouts but it comes back to that same issue about the privacy of people's mm. information and the privacy of the way that they're dealt with. Yeah. Because that's why you don't go and say, I've got this great house that yeah. suits you, and my, speaking to my brother Paul, yeah. I wouldn't tell him. Yeah. Um, because realistically it becomes a, prob a troublesome thing, doesn't yeah, it? it can do. So, yeah, I think, you know, like everything, if you act honestly and ethically, and you'll be fine. It's that's doing, it's doing really, I think it's pretty simple that you treat people the way that you'd like to be treated, yeah, and then you're pretty safe, right aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You'll yeah. be fine. If you do all those things, you'll be fine. Well, I think that's covered well, privacy. I, I think it, it has, but I'll tell you what it has also mm. shown. If they send the questions in... It, yeah, uh, we go off on a maze. Oh, look at that. Tangent. One little question, and it, we've, we've, we're covered, tangent. we've covered privacy, photos, keys, yeah. um, selling to a relative yeah, of why you just don't so put it out there. That's what we want. Absolutely, because sometimes we don't actually think about what would be interesting to people out there. Yeah. We're just trying to provide the information, and yeah. it's not just even about this office. It's about in general. No, yeah, I certainly don't want to make it about, about us. So it's just some general information for people to 
you know, know more so they can yeah. be more informed about the whole process. And sometimes little things, actually, they're quite involved. And yeah. that's probably why if you go up the back there, we've got all the acts of, of yeah. parliament. Piles, and, yeah, of, yeah, piles, piles and piles. And of not stuff. only that, you've got to keep up to date with every little change. And there's yeah. always change. Constantly changing. Well, I think that's good. I've enjoyed it. Episode two. Episode two. Done. We'll I, be back in a week or two with some more questions. And let's hope we get uh, a lot of people finding it informative and uh, that yeah. th they come up with some more questions. That'd be and fantastic. And we want 300 downloads this week. 300. This week. We've got double it each week and we'll be I, fine. We're not going to get into the what we have to do, though. <laughs> if no, no, we don't. No, let's not set any parameters <laughs> around that. Yeah, not at all. Well, look, I suppose I hope that um, people out there are enjoying this and... Um, we're, we're going to keep on doing them as long as you're going to have a listen. We've got a few ideas coming up. We've got some guests we hope to get on. We want to be brave and even do a uh, maybe a Facebook live stream one night. So yes. we're working on it. We're working on it. That'll be interesting. But once again, thank you for being a part of Inside Harcourt's episode number two. two. Thank you, Mark. See thank ya. you, Tim. Bye. Bye.